Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, that's right. We're glad you could join us. It's time to sit back, get comfortable, talk about some weird stuff. Just chill for a while. Welcome to After Hours with the Rise Guys. Here's Madman at nine. Uh, yes, sir. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Matt, man. How you doing? Fine, you. Doing well. It's a good day. It's a good day. It's a busy day, so we're I'm all hyped up, amped up, ready to go. Hyped. Usually by now, like, oh, man, let's chill out and do a podcast and go take a nap. Now I was like, woo, let's go do it. You got a big week. Big week. Very big week. Very big show. I'm going to bleep you saying week. You have I'll the, just keep the, on the end. thickest week <laughs> I've ever seen. Yeah. Um... Episode 28. 27. 28. It's 28, yeah. It's 28. Pretty sure it's 28. Do we need to keep up with the number? That's good, too. Well, yes, we should, in fact. Yeah, we really should. <laughs> There's reasons to. Yeah, there are reasons to do so. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it. As always, please uh, like the, the podcast, please subscribe, and please tell a friend. It would really be very... Beneficial? Yeah. Is that how you say it? It is. Uh, to us and uh, hopefully them as well. Beneficial, yes. Thank if, you. If it's your first time listening, you know, wait till the end, make sure you like it, and then do all that stuff. Yeah, but why would you start on this one? Like, would you do most people find? I, I, I don't really seek out podcasts. Yes. Yeah. But if I've ever found one I wanted to listen to, I didn't go back and listen to episode one. I listened to the most recent episode first. But what if it's one of those where it's like, you know, it's it's not, it's maybe in chronological. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's retelling of, you know. I don't like listen a, to true crime podcasts. Okay, I was going to say, man, it's like one in ten podcasts now are like, murder, yeah. murder. And same thing with, yeah, I've talked about that before on the Rise Guys morning show. Like, one in three documentaries now are murder. Yeah. It's almost are. fun to say. Murder. Murder. Rad Rob. Yeah, that's. I mean, we're obsessed with murders. We're obsessed Danny with had vocal fry. People realize. killing each other for some reason. It's our Rad favorite Rob, thing. Rad Rob. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I'm so busy, Rad Rob. It's weird he didn't talk like that when he was growing up. No, no, he didn't. Mm. No. Uh, okay, so you, you mentioned, uh, I think you mentioned this at the beginning of last week's episode as a future possible topic. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, I did. I believe it, dude. It's it's something that I definitely definitely can throw uh, a bunch of stuff at, and uh, some of it was really really weird. Okay, like and, uh, yeah, yeah, it's something you definitely know about as much as anybody, probably. Yeah, because of the time and place you grew up in. I just called it life, and and you pointed out to me. Uh, I guess it was last week or earlier today. Who can remember uh, that there was a certain time for this era of uh, of of time? Yeah, it was a, a big portion of uh, modern American history, and that was satanic panic. The satanic panic, and that was where. You know, that's so interesting also is the other day on the Rise Guys Morning Show, I was like, hey, you know, that's a conspiracy theory that nobody throws around much anymore is who's the Antichrist? And, you know, I, I was I was kind of joking when I said it, but, you know, when I said it and then people started pointing out, hey, you know, you're right when you say that about Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. And it was like... It was almost like starting it back up for a lot of people. Like, oh, oh yeah. my gosh, wait a minute. We've forgotten about that. Who is the Antichrist? Anti. Annie. Do you say which one? Like, a- when you say, anti. when you're talking about uh, physics, is it antimatter or antimatter? Well, usually in, in that, that context, it's anti. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Annie Armstrong, Easter offering. Yeah. Annie Oakley. Yes. She's, she, uh, he was good with a gun. Very okay, good. so the satanic panic. Yeah, now the satanic panic thing was primarily throughout the 1980s, probably when it really hit its peak, though yeah. it continued all through the 90s and the 2000s and started in the, the 60s or 70s. Well, at the least way by you the said 70s. 90s just then. 90s? No, you said 90s. 90s, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it, I mean, it probably still isn't completely done with yet. It'll yeah. come back. No. Because now the people who grew up in it are getting to be a little older, and they're freaking out about nothing, just like the old people did back in the day. But it, it at least went through. Uh, the, I mean, you. I mean, you remember when Black Sabbath came to Greenville in 1999? Satanic oh, Panic yes. was in full force with protests. And it stuff. was on MTV News. Yeah, it Greenville, was. South Carolina. I was like, yes, it's so cool. Look, it was, it's Greenville, yeah, it was, man's big deal. Look, Loader is talking about my city. Yeah, Kurt Loader. Yeah, yeah. Sabbath yeah. Soren too. Yeah, she was always. Mm-hmm. I always enjoyed her. Yeah, me too, man. She was, you could tell that she wouldn't be a lot of high maintenance with her. It seemed cool. She realized how good looking she probably really, you know, she was. Maybe she did. She's real good looking. Yep, she's very attractive. Hey, my phone's ringing. Hang on. Yeah, take that call. Uh, since my mother, she knows we take, take the it pod- on the uh, speaker. No, <laughs> she knows we take the podcast on Tuesdays, and oh. she's calling me anyway. Well, maybe she's calling to see what day it is. She's calling. To, oh, I for- she's going to say as soon as I answer. Oh, I forgot y'all taped. She knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> she's going to act like she forgot. Did uh, you know with the satanic panic? Is it okay if I get comfortable? I wish you would. Um, with the. You were not brought to church, right? As as a child, like you you went to church as an escape with your friends. I feel like you've said in the past. Well, I, I mean, I, I was I didn't choose to go to private Christian school. For That's a, few a good years. point. That's where I started going to school. And what you, was that about? I don't know. My, my mom didn't want me going to public school. Mm-hmm. Look down on it. Like mom, we live in Poe Mill. Why are we looking down on anything? Well, because I mean, she wanted she wanted the best for you. Yeah, she did. She wanted me to have the best education. Uh, I got sent to freaking Cone. Possible. Cone. Yeah. And I mean, the, the basic education at the private Christian school was really good. Like, really good. I was leaps and bounds ahead of the public school kids in the neighborhood. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. See, so, yeah, because now you still see a little bit of that. 
I mean, a lot of it. I'm still leaps and bounds of public school third graders in the upstate. You're way better than them, I yeah. would even say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's like it was the 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 bad guy thing. The the best example. Oh, this is, dude. When you mentioned this, and you know, I was thinking, oh, the record burnings that we went to, mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or, but this one right here, a ton of bricks. All things involving devil worshippers. I was I was baptized when I was. I say that I was at the tail end of being three. My mama Mary says I was four. Main reason for that was because I was having re recurring, not reoccurring. Recurring. Recurring. Yeah. And people say reoccurring. Recurring nightmares of being chased by a monster. That uh, this evil man was chasing me in my dreams. Mm-hmm. Which is no different than like, you know, there's there's something hiding under my bed or I see a shadow. And, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, and that's weird because at that point, getting baptized over something like that is where you blend in the the Protestantism and the Catholicism kind of blend together about get that whatever meanness out of you. whatever serves your needs right now. Well, my mom is she you know she uh, I don't know I must have been having it a lot for her to set up an appointment for for the preacher to talk to me. Yeah, I'm glad, man. I'm glad I didn't grow up with your mom because when I was that same age, I had recurring dreams about being chased by horror movie killers and a lot of dreams about snakes. And you know what would happen if I was dreaming about serpents? They would have uh, probably stoned you to death, ironically. Probably. Probably. You're going to do it to yourself. You'll watch out. (laughs) I'm working on it, yeah. But, you know, long story short, like, I was convinced that that was the the devil chasing after my soul. And, look, I don't think bad of my My mom just, she was a young mom. She just wanted the best for me. She was probably scared to death. I was also waking up with nosebleeds. I mean, remember that? Like, my mom would come get me up. Oh, yeah. I had a lot of those little kid wake up. Always had blood stains on the pillow. I had my... Not a David Allen Coe song. (laughs) First thing. Um, I had to have my nose carterized seven times yeah because i kept getting night bleeds or nosebleeds in the middle of the night so imagine like she comes in i'm poor there's dried blood like she said the horror of one morning coming in i had dried blood all over my face yeah scared the hell she wouldn't say hell h-e hockey sticks that's what she'll say say heck heck it scared the heck out of me and then i know what you really mean when you say heck like, oh, man, uh, the, the the bad guy was chasing me in the, the dream. This was way before Razor Ramon. So, you know, that was what was, that's kind of the, the antithesis for me of the satanic panic because everything bad was Satan. Yeah. yeah every, I mean, that's, growing up, no matter where I went, somebody was telling stories about devil worshipers here or there. Um, when I'd go out to visit my grandparents in Townville, if you got out in the country up towards Clemson, a bunch of devil worshippers out there in them little hills around town, they go up there and worship the devil because the devil worshippers. You know what's so interesting is like 10 years ago, those same places that they said where devil worshippers went suddenly became haunted penitentiaries and haunted tuberculosis hospitals. and Or they built million dollar homes on them. Well, so what I'm saying is the people, people always want a mystery. They always want some kind of great unknown. So mm-hmm. those places, like I'm, I'm thinking of Paris Mountain, Devil's Mansion, yeah, where you, they allegedly they sacrificed animals and then would put their heads on fence posts. Whether it happened or not, I don't know, but probably not now or 10 years ago, maybe when like the, uh, you know, the, the ghost hunter people were like really uh, prevalent. Yeah. They would go to those places, probably listening for the souls of those animals, or maybe even the people that had been sacrificed there. Yes. 
so it all kind of like circulates like we're people always looking for the answer to a, a, a great mystery or the explanation of why life goes bad sometimes yeah yeah that's what it was you know i mean and, and i think one thing that really spurred that on is it, actually i know for a fact it had to have started in the 70s because you had a run of things like the exorcist and the omen and there's a, a movie i really liked as a kid called race with the devil with the uh, i think peter fonda's in it it's a Molly um, Cruz song you're thinking of. No, this is Race With, Race With the Devil, where they're in an RV and they, they camp out one night and they, they wake up and they hear well, some That's a Van Halen song. They look think. outside and they see uh, on the other side of the river some devil worshippers and they sacrifice a girl and right there with a dagger and stuff and a big satanic devil worshipping ritual. Mm-hmm. And then everywhere they go trying to get away, everybody from the cops to the waitress at the diner and everybody at the other campgrounds they stop at, everybody is devil worshipper in that movie. So yeah, between the but omen and that, but they're not. No, they really were. Oh, okay. The, the, the entire state of Texas was devil worshippers. I thought you were saying that they were all paranoid and they thought everybody was, so everybody started sacrificing each other. No, no, no. They them. really were devil worshippers after these four people, two couples. But yeah, and, and they told you the entire state of Texas was devil worshippers, and Oklahoma been saying that for years. Nobody believed them. Yeah, you know that's one thing that like I've. I've met several Wiccans over right. the years. Amityville Horror, too, goes in that, because it was all de- devils and demons. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you said exorcist, too. Yeah. yeah. But, like, Wiccan, Bowman. anything like Wiccan, you know, anything like, even the, like, the term witch, you yeah. know, that kind of thing, that kind of got th- thrown into that whole thing. And I remember first coming on the radio, kind of thinking, like, I remember, like, didn't we interview some male witch? Oh yeah, a warlord or what? He I mean, a warlock. Warlock, yeah. Warlock. Yeah, we interviewed a, at least one or two warlocks. We used to have. We did uh, ask a warlock. We I used think. to have a satanist who would call up, not a devil worshiper, but a satanist. And there, there are a lot of differences between satanism and devil worshiping, and I can't really explain them to you. But you know, look it up, Google it, you read about it in about five minutes. Is it that you don't want to explain it to him? No, it's just it, it is it isn't. One's to be like just rebellious, correct? And like the, what this guy explained to us that actual Satanism isn't really worshiping the devil. Yeah, just darkness. Yeah, negative and and the selfishness and kind of doing what you want to do and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it is. It's a very sinful life according to that, but mm. it isn't like outright worshiping the devil. At least according to this guy who was kind of on the Wiccan end of Satanism. Yeah. Yeah. Well. You know, I, I mentioned rock. Well, you mentioned rock and roll, but the record burnings like that. I mean, that was another thing that anything that couldn't be explained, then that's what it was. Yeah. And we're going to destroy it. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that can't be explained. It reminds me of a great story I heard at church one time. And this story captivated the people in youth group in the chapel that night. Mm. Um, it was a, a younger guy like in his 20s or so who had uh, been reformed from a life of drugs and devil worshiping type stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, he told a story about being in a room with a demon one night, like a real demon. He was uh, laying there on drugs trying to go to sleep. And uh, there was a red light on a VCR and a piece of TV or something had a red light on it when it was turned off, right? So he's watching that red light trying to go to sleep. Again, he's high on damn drugs. He's watching that red light and trying to go to sleep. And all of a sudden that red light starts moving. And then there's two of them. And he realizes it's not the light off the TV. It's the glowing red eyes of a demon from hell. You high on drugs. You tripping. You're saying, quit talking to me like that. 
Chris Tucker. Chris Rock. <laughs> what? What? Smokey in there. Do you not? I mean, so are you saying that people see what they want to believe? Like, yes, you believe in negative forces, but you don't believe that. You don't believe that a dark force can pronounce itself into uh, our own vision. I don't believe that a guy high on drugs in a dark room staring at a red light that all of a sudden starts moving and then there's two of them. He's tripping a little bit. Yeah. And this comes from a guy who will I'll go to my grave swearing I saw a ghost in Anderson that one time. I believe you. Because I did. On the side of the highway, I saw a ghost standing there. 3.30 in the morning. About it. There's a damn ghost. Yeah, that's when we um, used to come here real early. But there, there's always a reasonable explanation. And the fact that you're on drugs in a dark room staring at a red light and then all of a sudden you start seeing two of them. This means you're on drugs in a dark room, stranded a red light to me. Hey, I thought you were going to say who's been on drugs. that he could tell somebody walked in front of the, the red light. Oh, no, was no. Be, no that, that was man, not I the was gonna, man. But, man, that story had people, like, you know, saving their souls that night. See. It's good I, for them. So you're saying that if you, what do you mean good for them? You, you're saying they that. Do it, but that's how bad it scared people. The scared, like the Judgment House kind of stuff. Scared straight, yeah. The church version is scared straight, like Judgment House type stuff and those kind of testimonials. Well, what is... It's like a seatbelt, right? Like, you don't you wear a seatbelt more so to save your life than you do to pay the $25 fine, right? Like, you'd rather risk it. If you really didn't give a damn about a seatbelt, you would say, oh, what's $25 if I do get caught? But you're more concerned about your life, right? I'm, my main concern with wearing a seatbelt every time I get in the car is the damn beeping that don't stop. See, I mean, like, really? <laughs> like, I no, I get that. I know exactly where mine do, goes in the neighborhood. Yeah. Fifth mailbox up. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And it takes a few good minutes to cut off. But it, to scare you, like, why, why do people try to eat better? It's because they want to... They want to live longer. They want to be more safe about their life. Yeah. It, it, that's a scare tactic in a sense. Like when you see all these, some of these damn medicines say, you know what? I could use that. And then at the end, it's like, you might have a heart attack. You might get explosive diarrhea. You might shit your pants going down the road. Like, you know what? Maybe I'll just stay the way I am. Yeah. Maybe. You taught me how to. You know, there's, there's, uh, <laughs> this isn't that bad that I need this medicine for it. Uh, it it's weird because it, at some point, collectively, everybody in, in at least, the South and Protestant churches seem to have this universal awakening where they all realize that, you know what? We can't win people to the Lord with love and salvation. We got to scare them. And that was what we grew up with was people trying to scare you into church. Yeah. Through the judgment houses and, and church haunted houses and everybody, it's satanic panic and devil worshipers and all that fear, man. Is it, the I haunted mean, houses, though, they were not for, I can tell you this. As as said many times, yeah. my mom did them, and I, I I actually my daddy cut my head off in two of them. Yeah, and then they were eventually replaced with judgment houses because we need to we need to send a message here. Yeah, there was no mess. That was just a fundraiser. Yeah. They were selling uh, hot dogs and, mm -hmm. and RC colas. Had and concessions, scary houses. That's what it was. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the you know, it, it it's. The satanic panic, though, that went further than just within the churches, though, too. Like, they went outside to... Oh, it did. It went outside the walls of those churches. Yeah. It it went into the... You know, it's, it's such an odd thing to talk about. One thing that does bug me, though, is, like, when we... In a, in, in the world, when it comes to, like, the, the media or, like, any s satire, it seems like every 
main religion is totally like, all right, we're not going to mess with that. You know, mm-hmm. We're not going to mess. But then anything about Christianity is like, ah, oh, these crazy Christians. Yeah. That is kind of odd. Don't you, being as level-headed as you are, Nine, you have to agree that if somebody went on some show and was talking about certain religions, mm-hmm. they would be just like canceled. But then Christianity is, it's, is it that someone's not over here defending it? Like maybe some of the other sides have those defenders? Truly. No, I think it's just the turn the other cheek thing Jesus tried to teach people that they didn't do. Yeah. I think it's just that. I'm trying to do I'm 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 trying to do a lot better at that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean you have to in life. It's a it's a great lesson for anybody to learn whether they're religious or not. Yeah. It's something you need to know. But Well, so you know, but religious, like I that's something I remember on one episode of this show I said, you know, I can't even I can't even say that I'm a Christian anymore. And that's not true to a degree. It's by certain people's standards yeah. you know like i still to me if uh do unto others as you'd have them do unto you i think if you can honor that throughout most portals of your life you're a good person you do all right you're gonna sin i mean there's gonna be times when you lose your crap there can be times when you you know you're gonna covet you're gonna lust you're gonna do all those things it's just part of the human condition right yeah it's just part of being alive yeah call from mom answer it Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um, but yeah, the, the man, the panic, I, I'm trying to pinpoint in my mind where I think it probably started. And that's hard to do because I was born right in the middle of it yeah. in 84. Well, it got very culty. It, like they were becoming, a, a lot of people were becoming culty in that they would, it would, like I was saying, it would go outside the, the churches and it would go into more of like organized meetings. Yeah, it would. Uh, the, the earliest place I can think of it starting would have been, uh, would have been uh, uh, after the exorcist came out with people walking out into traffic and stuff. What do you mean? Well, just. I mean, that, those were stories I heard. I don't know if people really, but people would oh, go. Oh, they would go see the movie. And then they'd just leave the theater and just walk right out into traffic, or they would leave the theater and go home and, and commit suicide or something. And there were a lot of stories like that, which was probably one of the first good viral marketing campaigns of the modern era. I was going to say that. I think that's where a lot of the entertainment industry, meaning movies, books, music, certainly kind of used it to their advantage. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, yeah, kids. 
It's like, you know, I, I was saying the other day, maybe even on this show or, or the Rise Guys morning show, like, I remember as a kid, we would draw the anarchy symbol on notebooks and stuff, you know, yeah. in middle school. It's like, you imagine in middle school if anarchy had kicked in, like, what the hell life would have been like? Oh, I would yeah. have been hiding in the locker and I wouldn't have fit. Yeah, it wouldn't have been fun. It would have seen two legs hanging out. It would have been a mess, man. Yeah. Big old mess. Um, But it, it became very, uh, it, it became very, we were, we... People were hating their fellow man instead of hating like the 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 devil or evil itself. They became evil trying to fight evil. Well, yeah, and then you, you, through the '90s, obviously, you had things like uh, White Zombie and Marilyn Manson going on. And I mean, I remember the first time I ever heard White Zombie. My one of my older half brothers was playing it, and uh, he's like, this, "This is devil music. This is devil worshiping music." Those yeah. exact words. This is devil music. This is what people listen to when they worship the devil. And he put on Los Exorcisto. Wasn't uh, somebody? Maybe maybe it was Ozzy. Maybe Manson as well. Like, didn't they get sued in court by like civil court by the the, the the lyrics allegedly telling young people to do awful things? The one I remember was Judas Priest. That okay. exact lawsuit was Judas Priest. Okay, yeah. So they were another one. I think Iron Maiden at one point, and mainly just because of Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that also to me was also a lot of parents wanting to blame pop culture for bad parenting yeah absolutely that was a huge part of it yeah and and that's a, the the best example of that is how all the witchy devilly stuff was cool for kids by the time the the mid to late 90s rolled around you know you had like the craft was inspiration to people people started embracing that that's why uh, i mean embracing that sort of culture is what got the west memphis three locked up convicted of murders they didn't commit Oh, man. Yeah, because, I mean, they were those kids who were, like, reading some Crowley, and they knew who Crowley was, and they wore black, and they listened to Metallica and stuff like that. And that's what got them locked up, convicted of murdering those three kids. And they didn't do that. Odds are that was that those, those kids were murdered in some woods that was uh, right behind a truck stop, right off Interstate 40, right outside of Memphis. The odds are that someone What year was, was this? Just you know, ninety-three, I believe. Ninety-three. Yeah, or nine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was ninety-three. Oh God. And it was right behind a truck stop. Yeah. Right off the interstate, one of the biggest interstates in America, Interstate Forty, really, literally runs coast to coast. Mm-hmm. Um. So the, the the overwhelming odds are that was a transient, which to people in a small town outside of Memphis, Tennessee, is probably the most frightening thing because you don't know who did it, and we ain't going to find out who did it, and there's no way to figure out who did it because they came in, they did that, and then they left. Mm-hmm. So that's really frightening. Yeah. Probably more frightening even than, you know, railroading these three, honestly, nerdy, pale teenagers, one of whom had a, a, a learning disability. I didn't know that. Yeah, the one guy, uh, I Jesse Muskelly, too- came out of prison with his head all tattooed up and stuff. Okay, I don't know too much about it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm aware of it. I don't know all the backstory about it. But so they were saying that, uh, who was it that came to the the, the thought that, the music made them do it, or that uh, they were these. Were, this was actually uh, satanic. Because doesn't everybody agree that any case of murder is like that's evil? This yeah, is evil. It, well, it is. But you know, you kind of got to figure out who actually you know is responsible. Yeah, but it's. It, I mean, even it's I mean, the vessel is possible. Is is I mean the vessel. Well, they were victims of the. Over, I mean, it wasn't just a like. It's one isolated incident, but those guys who were convicted of that and later uh, entered Alfred pleas to get out like ten years ago. Um, what does that mean? It's uh, it's an old Supreme Court decision, North Carolina versus Alfred. 
um, where an Alfred plea means that you you basically it's stupid and it, it, when I explain it, it's going to sound stupid. And Most it make of no loopholes and legalities do. Okay, so an Alfred plea is how do you plea? Guilty, but I didn't do it. Okay, you're free to go. Oh, you're pleading the fifth. Basically, it just protects the state. You plead guilty, so you can't turn around and sue the state for locking you up and stealing most of your life from you. Because you pled guilty. So you you have no grounds for a lawsuit. You pled guilty to these murders. Yeah. But I said I didn't do it. No, you pled guilty. That's what the offered plea is. It's you get out of prison, but we cover our ass so you can't Ah. sue us for screwing you over. That's what it is. That's the best way to put it. But those kids were... uh, the, the. they were basically uh, Damian Eccles, Jason Baldwin, Jesse Miskelly were basically uh, he, he, folks. He's not looking at a screen when he said that. No, I remember them. The, they were basically uh, locked up and convicted of those murders over the overall greater image of satanic panic that had been going on. That that these cops had been going to church and hearing about. That these parents and everybody in town had been going to church and hearing about. For by then, nearly fifteen years, they'd been oh, going yeah. to church and hearing about this stuff. And it became such a big part of the culture in the eighties and early nineties that by the time that you know you have three boys who go missing and then turn up horribly, brutally murdered like that. Well, then who are you going to look at? Because you've been indoctrinated with it must have been these three kids in the black T-shirts here. Because mm-hmm. they're into that devilly witchy stuff. Yeah. And they, I mean, then they were, but obviously that, look, we work in rock and roll radio station. We know that don't make you a murderer. No. <laughs> no. What am I wearing today? I'm just wearing a plain uh, shirt. Yeah. Are you wearing your American flag Hulk Hogan shirt? Yeah, I'm not racist at all. Python power. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Twitter would give me a hard time for wearing uh, his shirt. You know. uh, yeah, no, yeah. it's it is what it is. It is. He he, he is. He did what he did. He did. Th- yeah. He, he, look, he hasn't lived an exemplary life, but he's my, still, uh, still a big part of my childhood growing up. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Hulkster. I still like uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. Even though I found out he never served. Never served. I still like him. I but like him. you know what? He probably inspired a lot of people to serve. I know. He's like an uncle to me. Yeah. <laughs> I like the guy. He's fun. He was really nice when he came in the studio with us. Yeah, had nothing to do with satanic panic. The uh, the snake handling stuff. That kind of I've seen so many documentaries about. There's man, this world of watching TV and, and documentaries and all the streaming services. Do you remember the one that I said a, a while back? Alabama now? snake. Yeah, That's the one you're talking about. I watched it too. Tell me your memory and how it works. You you're not as old as me. That's fine. It's uh, the, you've been saying that for over ten years though. Well, back then, because I'm 10 years older than you. <laughs> uh, that right there, man, that's, you know, it's like the thought of, I, I have the power of God. I have my faith in God, so I'm going to tempt this venomous snake. Why don't you jump off a cliff and see how it works? Or or I'm not going to take my, my child to the doctor because I prayed. It's like, why does, some people do, but why does it not ever sink into certain people that, Perhaps the knowledge to fix the wound is giving to someone else, and then uh, you know doctors. Yeah, and then they're going to maybe help out. And I've heard that argument made by more reasonable religious people too. That yeah, that's I mean why we have that's why somebody was able to invent these antibiotics and these medication and to find this cure and to find this vaccine and Jonas Salk is in heaven to be able to practice medicine this way. I mean that's that's why these people were gifted with. Um, the steady hands and the bright mind to learn how to do these surgeries because, mm-hmm. well, that's, 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 I mean, and the, the reasonable explanation is that that's, that's 
how God provided you a way to, to, to be healed. Yeah. Not by praying or laying on of hands, which, again, I've heard many stories about laying on hands working, though. I've had that done. I've, I've heard it all my life that it works. I got hit in the, uh, the side. There's like an energy, too. I said to, well, I know so. Let me say that and then we'll come back. I got hit in the side of my uh, hip when I uh, was playing JV football, and it caused this like blood bruise mm-hmm. to the thing, and it looked gross. It looked like the but thing. Hematoma? Yeah, it looked like the kind of the thing that's on Dusty Road's stomach that yeah, just yeah. Mysteriously, mysteriously disappeared. Splotch. Uh, and went to the doctor, and they they you know they were going to do the test on like Tuesday or Wednesday to find out if it was uh, benign or uh, what's the other one? Malignant. Yeah, I never could remember. <laughs> um, it took me to say, oh, what's the word malignant? What is it? So I remember going down in front of the church. I was so nervous. They didn't like pull my pants down or anything, but like all the elders of the church came and put their hands on top of me. Yeah, on the hip, and like we're all praying at the same time. Yeah, and of course, you know, I went, and everything was fine. But uh, the energy thing, man, I, I, I really, really, really believe that when people say pray for me, they're saying, they're saying, send positive thoughts my way. It, it's keep me in the, the, think about me, think about not in a selfish way, but just do me a favor. I'm having a rough time. Send some. Some good vibes my way. Yeah. I think it can also work the opposite way, that if you s- screw people over, if you do that enough to people, the, the collective karma going to get you. Oh, yeah. Now you sound very Eastern with your philosophy. Southeastern, probably. But all those, uh, I mean, yeah, but that's just I think that's me what, pointing out how every religion has a lot of overlap. In very terms. much it's just, so. It's all, of, all of them are, in my opinion, they just want you to die at peace so you can release back yeah. into the universe. Yeah, well, or yeah. heaven, as some people call it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's that's. That, I mean, that's that's a great point too. But I think that uh, a lot of that's done on purpose because you know, divide and conquer kind of thing. But yeah, generally speaking, like prayers, meditation, sending yeah. positive thoughts my way. Uh, but even like thoughts and prayers, you know, it's like you put both of those in there because you don't want to offend the people who say. I'm not, you mean positive thoughts? I only pray. Yeah. So I was like, hey, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays because I don't want to offend you. But in reality, we're all saying, go have a good time on your time off with your family. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, we, that's that's it. That's all it is. Yeah. And now because of corporate America and all this stuff, like you can't even say to an expectant father, hey, man, you hoping for a, a, a son to throw the football to or a cheerleader to cheer on the football team well you can throw the you, well you know what the the sun could be the cheerleader they have boy ones i know that but my point is you the the <sighs> communication in this world is so we're seeing it more and more every day of even stuff that the world collectively agreed yes yeah, is okay at the time those people now are being just fried for for things that they said that the world agreed at the time was okay but now that the world has progressed you know Make the examples if you want to, but if they have had a change of thought just like the world has mm-hmm. in the way of thinking, then why can't you? Man, I'll tell you, uh, a, a hell in a handbasket, a lot of people have always liked to say, and especially here lately, uh, world's going to hell in a handbasket. You know what the biggest sign of that to me is? Remember the Westboro Baptist Church? Oh, yeah. We've gotten so hateful, apparently, as a society, as a culture, that they don't even register anymore. They don't even bother because it... It's hard to make an impact when every everything has gotten so negative and so hateful and so bad energy to it, you know? Yeah. So they like they just kind of 
everything about them just kind of went away, just drifted away. They don't really have much presence anymore. You don't hear much about them. Mm-hmm. And it's it's well, more the than, dad died. It, too. It's more than just Fred Phelps dying though, because they kept going for a few years after that. Yeah. But the last five six years, yeah, you don't hear anything about them because man. They're not really needed anymore. Like, mission accomplished, guys. You did it. I used to, in the back of my head, and I may have even said this before, but like, I used to have it in the back of my head that they were, I had this crazy theory that they were good people. They were doing it backwards. Yeah. Doing it backwards yeah. to try to bring the people out to, to you know, in honor of these soldiers who had passed away. But then once we interviewed that guy, I was like, mm-mm. No, this is real hatred right here. Oh, yeah. And you real know, hatred. That same logic, that same uh, logic you used there was uh, something that I remember in my lifetime a lot of people, uh, religious people, using to try to justify uh, supporting a certain president who didn't line up with their beliefs whatsoever. Huh. Yeah. 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 Well, it's like one time uh, I had a, uh, when I played uh, high school football, our, our our field got vandalized, and one person on the team had a theory that it was actually one of our football coaches that did it. Yeah. And one by one, things started making sense, and I'm sure I am almost positive it, it didn't work. It did not work. Mm-mm. But I was. It, so it's almost like I'm gonna. Uh, some people maybe have the thought of, you know what? I'm I'm gonna fall down on this grenade because it's gonna show a lot of people bad. And, uh, you know, a, a really bad thing. You know, it's like people, and I've been guilty of saying this, 9-11 brought the world together. Every, no one saw any color. No one saw sexuality. It was like, we got to band together and do this. But I don't want another 9-11. No. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? It's like, why? It shouldn't, why? It shouldn't take that, but a lesson that America learned goes all the way back to, uh, let's say, December 7, 1942, about that. Because the day that's and then that, no, that was Pearl Harbor Day, December seventh, forty two. Was the day that suddenly Americans supported entering into World War Two. Before yes. that, Americans, uh, the the American public was vehemently opposed to entering that World War. But after Pearl Harbor, gung ho, we gonna go get them all. But then there's the the alternate theories on that. Yeah, I don't think it is any kind of you know I don't put any stock in that. But it's just you see something like that play out, and it's a lesson learned. And apparently that's what it takes because it's been repeated throughout the years. Where it those are the only kind of events that really unite us temporarily. Well, it's like we mass we, casualty incidents and attacks. But dom, dom, domestic stuff like when we we don't feel that same thing about like. I mean, let's be honest. We don't feel that same way we see it in other countries. We feel bad for them, yeah. but not to it's our own people. You we, know what I mean? We don't feel that same way if it's a natural disaster here. You know, if it's a natural disaster like a, a Hurricane Katrina thing or a big snowstorm in Texas or something, <sighs> we don't make jokes about it. We're going to uh, crack on it. We're going to have fun with it, and we're going to make fun of those people, and we're going to look down on them for various reasons. <laughs> you know, we're not going to try to support them. Um, again, it, it's like because there's no... With an attack like a Pearl Harbor or 9-11, then there's an enemy to be mad at. Oh, yeah. But what are you going to be mad at nature? At Mad at God? No, you're mad at the, the ill will in the world, but you can't say, I'm mad at the ill will of the world. I need to put a face on it. Yeah, yeah. And he needs to have horns and a tail. You can't be mad at a, at a hurricane. Walk on hooves. Yeah, and, and nobody ever came up with a theory that the devil sent hurricanes here. Just dinosaurs. <laughs> 
What? What? I don't know that theory. No, the Allison Chains. Uh, with the, I think their first Rooster? album with uh, without Lane Staley, the one that came out a few years ago. I think it was called "The Devil Put Dinosaurs Here," and it's a theory that I heard growing up in church too. I've uh, never people started finding these dinosaur bones in the the, the the I don't know the 15th century or whatever, and then yeah. by 1824, some Englishman figured out. You know what? These are not giant people bones. These are dinosaurs. So we figured out what dinosaurs were almost 200 years ago. Think about that. Um, and then the, I heard growing up various times in churches from speakers that those were temptations put here by Satan himself, those fossils to try to to try to lead you astray from the biblical timeline. Absolutely heard that. Really? Yeah, absolutely heard that. And then there you go with a lot of my problems with religion because I was lied to a lot about it growing up. And like, like, yeah, like you say the word. Charles Darwin, you say CD is almost as bad as GD in some churches. Oh yeah, man! You, the, the Jesus man. fish was huge in the nineties. That was like, and, and then they had to come back with the legs on it, though. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and then you had the that the the Jesus fish. It was around before WWJD bracelets and after. That's how big a thing the Jesus fish was. It totally survived baby on board. Oh, it did. It was yeah. here before that and after that. It was here. It came along on the heels of God as my co-pilot, and you still see them sometimes. Yeah. I haven't seen a God as my co-pilot in 20 years as all them old women died. You never see I beat Dan Foster anymore. But they didn't die in car wreck because they had a co-pilot. No, they were hit by dinosaurs, yeah. what I read. The only incident in my lifetime or the only thing that ever happened involving satanic panic kind of stuff was when I got a Marilyn Manson CD as a kid. At 12 or 13, got Marilyn Manson CD, the one with Sweet Dreams on it. And, uh, <laughs> and my mom wanted to listen to it before I could have it. Wow. Yep. Holy crap. And I don't imagine she listened to much of it because that ain't her kind of music. And then yeah, she but gave like, it to me. And said, That's fine. The thought pattern behind that. Yeah. Like my mom, she, and I love my mama. And I also give my mom a legitimate pass to uh, parent without the internet. I really do. I know that maybe that's just a, eh, but I, I really think because. Uh, you know, you're not able to look up stuff, and you're just relying on maybe what your your own parents told you. Yeah. But uh, I came home with uh, Twisted Sister, uh, the album, the album, and she looked at it, and it had D. Snyder. I've told the story a bunch of times. Wearing makeup, wearing like women's clothes, hair all frizzied out, and he was eating on a raw bone. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That's all it said. And she took the album cover, but left the album. Yeah. Like listen to the music, but don't look at this stuff. Um. It was just weird. It was like you didn't even listen to the music, and I'm not saying anything bad mm-hmm. about it. But it's like you're. It's the total example of what you're saying not to do with "Don't Judge a Book by Its Cover." Yeah, you judge the album by its cover. Yeah, yeah. With books and albums, you can judge them by their cover. But it's a we're not gonna take it. No, yo, she took my album cover. Yeah, or you know the the, the evil song. I want to rock, uh. rock. Play it backwards. Listen. I, I, Sounds like gibberish. I, they did that with the Beatles at one revival we went to where they played Beatles records. Like, oh, yeah. Did you hear him say Satan? Did you hear yeah. him? Did you hear him say Satan? Look at the record. We burn it. It's got a blue flame on it. That means Satan's burning out of that vinyl record. Guess yeah. what? All vinyl burns blue. It does. Every bit of vinyl. Anything you burn up a trailer with vinyl side on it's going to burn blue. You ain't a chemist. You didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Here's all from play. That's been fun. Yeah, a lot of a lot of hoodooing going on, but yeah, there's still good out there. And I think the positive is uh, always where you should try. Why would you want to walk around in the the, the, the deep, the nasty kind of mood? 
You don't I want to. I know sometimes you do, and it's hard to shake. Well, you don't want to, and you don't have to. It's up to you. Yeah. I'm but, a, if I'm the thing, a, but that's where it got me with the whole satanic panic thing, because the thing that's supposed to give people peace and balance in life is instead used to scare them. Yeah. Uh, that being their religion. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. You're not, I mean, if you're a religious person, you're not supposed to walk around afraid of the devil. You're supposed to walk around uh, under the umbrella of God's love. I, I want to be a loving perf- person, not a religious person. That's good. I want to be a nice person. Beloved. Yeah. Honored. Thank you. Jimmy J. Jackie, episode 28. It's been fun, man. That what will we good, call this one? Good conversation. Satanic Panic? I like that. I like that. That'll we'll get eyes on it. CKs on the back, so it'll look yep. cool. Sure will. Uh, thank you for listening. Please uh, subscribe, spread it around, and thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. We thank love you. y'all. Thank you. All right. Get out. Time to close the doors on another episode. Hours with the Rise Guys. Subscribe on radio.com and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Pass it around to your family and friends and other people. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Yeah. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.